Good morning. Before we get into the Bible Reading Plan podcast, I wanted to give a disclaimer that this podcast was recorded before the coronavirus pandemic. Since then, we have changed our rhythms of gathering, and any announcements during this podcast may be incorrect. So for any announcements or logistics mentioned in this podcast, please double check against the website, victorypoint.org. Thanks. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It is Friday, and we are back on the Bible Reading Pan podcast um, with Carissa and myself. And today we're going to be reading Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 through 19. So, um, and by the way, just a couple of reminders again, the 29th of this month is our worship and prayer night from six to eight. And the 26th of next month, the, uh, the 26th, that's a Sunday is going to be the Whitecaps game. So we'll just take off from here. And, uh, I guess Chris is going to stay home, but everyone else is going to be there. Chris just likes being alone, I guess. (laughs) No judgment. I'm not alone very often. No, that's good. (laughs) But we're all going to be going up to the the Whitecaps game. So uh, get a ticket. Um, A couple other things is Easter is coming up. Um, And I think it's going to be a little over two weeks from when you're listening to this. Uh, Easter is on the 12th. And it's right in the middle of spring break. So as weird as it is, Easter is usually like a really full Sunday, but I'm wondering who's going to be there. So I hope you guys are going to be there. Uh, the Thursday before Easter on the 9th, uh, we're going to be having a Monday Thursday gathering. So if you're around during spring break and want to just um, center on the scriptures and have some space to pray and to worship, um, it's going to be a gathering that's um, uh, not loud, but provide some quiet and that'll be cool. It'll be a cool space. Most of our lives are like really noisy and busy. Even right now, you could be just on your run silently or in your car silently or whatever, but you're listening to this podcast, which we're grateful for, but how often do we get silence? So um, it'll be good um, time to reflect and remember the story of Jesus with his disciples. So come out for that too. Okay. So Revelation 11 verses 15 through 19. Um, Chrissa, you want to read this out for us? Sure. Okay. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. Then the 24 elders who sat on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, singing, We give you thanks, Lord God Almighty, who are and who were, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath has come, and the time for judging the dead, for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and all who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple, and there were flashes of lightning, 
rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. Thank you, Carissa. Okay, so this is in the middle of Revelation, and Revelation is a crazy book. <laughs> I was just talking to Pam about this because um, she was thinking about doing a Bible study about it. And um, it's hard to do like a Bible study on Revelation because it's so poetic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's tempting to get stuck into like numerology or like this means that and that means how is that possible? What does that mean? And those are great questions to ask, but just know that you may not get to the bottom of those rabbit holes. You know, it's pretty mysterious. It's apocalyptic, meaning it's a vision of what, of reality. And it's, it's a different kind of reality than we're used to talking about or working with. So you just have to take into account that uh, John is having uh, a vision while he's writing this, and it doesn't fit our all of our ways of even our language or ways of talking about things. So that's one thing. But um, when I don't know what to talk about in a passage, I just start by just repeating what's there, you know. And so if I'm just to re you know recapture this, you've got an angel. I guess it's the seventh angel who's blowing the trumpet. And there are lots of voices singing a song and they're talking about God who is reigning and that Jesus is the Messiah and has set up his throne. And there's elders, there's 24 elders who, um, who are worshiping God and singing. Um, and they're thanking God for, um, for taking, for using his power to start to reign and he's setting things right. So um, God's wrath is coming against the things that have destroyed the earth, that have destroyed his creation, and God's um, justice, his reward is coming upon his servants, prophets, and saints. And, um, and then we get this cool glimpse that the, the temple in heaven, where you know, no one is able to see what was in the Holy of Holies before, was open, and God's presence is fully re revealed. And it's quite uh, amazing. Lightning says rumblings, peals of thunder, earthquake, heavy hail. Um, so quite a scene. What in this, Carissa, is most capturing your attention or even bothering you? Like what what in this is is like um, alluring and what is troubling to you in this passage? I don't I don't have much to say today. You don't have much to say about this passage? <laughs> That's okay. Revelation is, um, like, a, I used to try to figure it out. Uh -huh. And I wanted to know exactly why it was in the Bible and what it was referring to and what mm -hmm. the numbers meant. And um, that that's how I, how I used to approach this book. And now someone, uh, Maddie actually sent me a link talking about, uh, it was, I think it was from Bible.org. And the, the author of this post she sent me said that approaching this almost the way you would maybe approach, uh, like watching Lord of the Rings. Right. And drawing from it that way. Symbolism. Yeah. Meaning uh, even the emotional impact it makes on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that, a great That that's this great genre emotional... uh, that, that was popular back then. And what, what would this have been saying to the people who read this mm -hmm. initially? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, it is kind of like a C.S. Lewis 
J.R.R. Tolkien kind of style of almost like fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say it is fantasy, but um, it's kind of that style. Right. And when I look at it that way, it feels very hopeful. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this battle and yeah, and in the end, the good guy wins. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. My, my best experience with Revelation was when I was on a trip with my best friend and we decided to read the New Testament out loud to one another. And so we start with the Gospels and um, we were getting through the epistles and we finally came to Revelation. And by that time, we've just been soaking in the story of Jesus and the church. And then to get to Revelation, and it's like, uh, it's just like, you know, at the end of a fireworks show, they do like the grand finale. That's what it felt like. It felt like just like, this is the cap of the whole thing. The story where Jesus wins and where he rescues his people and where, when darkness is finally, you know, set like banished once and for all. And he, he heals us and he saves us and he, we get to see what being with God is really like, you know, and it's this big celebration, you know? So reading it out loud is way better than trying to, like uh, like the whole numerology thing is way better than trying to pick it apart. Even though you could do that, like that wouldn't be a bad thing. And people have done that. And um, that's a gift to the church is having some resources to actually figure it out. But my best experience with it has been just reading it straight through and just letting it wash over you. Like you said, mm-hmm. like just letting it hit you like a movie. Just been like, wow, I'm just caught up in this story. I'm a, I want to be there with those people singing those songs. I want to be cheering for that. Um, so it kind of grabs you. Um, and the, the question that I, I kind of ask is, is this happening someday in the future or is this happening right now? You know, is John ta- or when John is talking, is John, uh, being made aware of something that was happening in the moment? Like, you know, if you pull back the curtain, this is what's really happening in reality, that Jesus is triumphing over the powers of Rome and all the other powers of the world and rescuing his people? Or is this like a prophecy that one day will be filled, fulfilled? And I tend to think it's kind of both, you know, like it tells us what's going on right now, that Jesus is rescuing us, that there's worship going on in heaven, and that this is what we get to look forward to, that at the end of the day, um, Jesus will have the last word, that that God will finally set up his reign and make things, make all things new, you know? So it gives me hope. And um, I'm also, I don't know, we've talked about, the. I feel like the last few weeks, we've had passages that talk about God's anger or God's wrath. And I always kind of like want, want to just skip over that. There's a Psalm uh, that well, we talked about last week where it just ends on this kind of a sour note, you know, Psalm 95 kind of ends on a sour note. And this one has this part about like, uh, uh, God's destroying those who destroy the earth and that, um, God's wrath has come. And I feel like we keep coming back to this hopeful side of that, that I need to know, especially written to people who are under oppression, they need to know that their oppressors are going to be dealt Mm -hmm. with. But there like, will be justice. Justice is so important. So I don't want to believe in a toothless God, in a in a um, 
oh gosh, like a God who has been just softened into some just friendly guy, you know, friendly neighborhood God. But um, I need to know that the God of the universe um, has some teeth and will do the right thing when it comes to making sure that the people who have oppressed and destroyed others and the world are going to be brought to justice. Like that's a comfort to the person who's been oppressed. So I think about that too. And I think it's a funny tie in with like, uh, you know, we talked about destroying the earth. It doesn't say destroying people. It says destroy the, I will destroy those who destroy the earth, which brings us back to Ezekiel 37 on Monday, which, uh, which talked about, you know, this longing for the land that they've been disconnected from the land, pulled away from the land. And now here in the end of the Bible, you've got, um, God bringing punishment upon people who have destroyed the earth. Um, so there's that, uh, maybe just punishing people who have cut people off from their land, from their inheritance, from, um, from the, the, from the garden, you know, from the good things that God has given them, um, made that inaccessible to them. So, um, I think there's a word there, there too. And even some things you could say about like caring for creation too, like making sure that like we are one, um, we are deeply connected to the, the earth God has given us. And that's part of God's way that he provides for his people. And the people who, who cut that off from other people, who, who make it hard for people to, to receive the blessings God's given them from the land, is that's part of the, the judgment God's going to bring at the end of time. Be like, no, people are going to be restored to their garden. And um, they will get the sustenance that God's providing for them too. So... Anyway, that's another connection I saw. But yeah, sometimes you read a passage, it's like, yeah, I don't know what to get out of this. This is one of those passages for me where I'm like, yeah, I love it. I love that they're singing. I just don't know a whole lot to, uh, to unpack from it. So anyway, thanks for tuning in on uh, Friday. We will see you tomorrow. And we're going to talk about Luke 24, 44 through 53. All right. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.